This is Unclaimed Bands, show 105. Hey music listeners, this is Sean from Unclaimed Band. Tonight we are coming to you from the Legendary Dobbs, located at 304 South Street in Philadelphia, PA. The Legendary Dobbs is Philadelphia's home of live music and has played host to such notable acts as George Thurgood, Nirvana, Green Day, and many more. Dobbs has been showcasing the best local and national music since 1974. And tonight, our guests are Star to Sun. Welcome, guys. Hey, how, how you doing? doing? Thanks. Oh, man. Before we get into everything, and I got a lot to ask you, uh, let's let everybody hear some of your music, just in case there's somebody on this planet who has not heard Star to Sun, which I find hard to believe. Maybe somebody in Turkey, because we know the internet shut down there. We are just discussing <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what song are we going to hear? Um, you know what? We're going to... I'll talk about it a little bit, um, but we're going to play a song right now. Uh, this song is called For Your Light. This is off the new record. It's like absolutely my favorite, and we can go into that. For Your Light. Okay, yeah. this is For Your Light by Star to Sun. Close my eyes and 
right, that was For Your Light. Yes. Tell me about the song and, uh, yeah, give me the info if you want to you well, tell me about it. I mean, that song to me, like, you know, we have a new record that we're working on that will be out soon. But uh, this song uh, really means the most to me. It's a very hard-edged song, but um, I had, um, wow, this is a really weird way to start an interview, but I had had cancer. And I was very sick. And um, these lyrics are were like my mantra. When I was going in for my operation, these lyrics were just running through my head. It was like my, my prayer, my mantra, just over and over again. And uh, so it really has a special meaning to me. Mm -hmm. And like... Anybody who listens to the song, if you if you catch what the words are, and now you know where I was coming from when I wrote it, um, you'll you know you'll see that there was like a very spiritual power in those words. Gotcha. Well, that's wow, man. Yeah, you started off deep, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's just shift it back slightly. Okay. First off, you're okay, right? Everything's yeah, good. Yeah, everything is good. Um, you know, okay, doctors say, you know, no chemo, no radiation. You know, they're sending me off. Everything's good. Good, good, good. That's the first. That's the most important part. So, start us on for people out there who who, uh, who don't know, and you know, some of you probably don't. Um, they've been around for a while. You guys have been around for uh, twenty years, right? Yeah. Give or take. Yep. Um, how did the band start? <clears throat> let's let's go back a little bit. How did it all all come together? <laughs> Well, it actually, before it was named Stardust Sun, um, it wasn't me. I was the last. I was the last link in this when it became Stardust Sun. So, you know, Jay, maybe you can actually talk about the origins. Uh, we were uh, <clears throat> we were in a same rehearsal spot, and uh, it was just kind of weird. We just lost our singer, and I was playing with uh, two other uh, people, a drummer and a bass player at the time. And um, Rob just happened to be sitting out front, <clears throat> and uh, we started talking. And here he was leaving his band, actually cleaning his stuff out. Mm -hmm. So uh, we were we just kind of clicked, you know, went into our jam room, and uh, just started really um, showing him some of our stuff. And he just started laying lyrics down. Uh, the singer that we had that we actually let go before Rob, um, and he really didn't have a, a way with lyrics. So mm -hmm. Rob already had like a book, of, and it just kind of blew us away. So uh, it just kind of meshed. It clicked right there. You know, we were all heading in the same direction. Uh, you know, what was it, the early 90s? Um, you I know, think so. the band that we really connected eye to eye um, was probably when Super Unknown came out from mm -hmm. Soundgarden. Mm -hmm. I think we looked at each other after that, and we were like, yeah, now we know. Because I came from... Um, I was more of a Zeppelin-y guy, you know, more Doors... And, you know, these guys were coming from a different place, um, but... Polka music, right? That's yes. what it was? Polka. He was a lot... He was, played uh, a lot polka. heavy. <laughs> lot, he was very, very heavy player. And I was always like, oh, can you lighten that up? Can you lighten that up? But then when that record came out, we saw the uh, common ground where yeah. we where we were complimenting each other. We knew what direction we needed to take. And that's how that's all this whole train started, huh? Pretty much. I mean, then the, and then Rob and I just kind of took it from there. Uh, we we eventually uh, lost the drummer, got a new drummer. Then the drummer and bass player left. So we've been through a lot. So it's been 
pretty much Robin myself uh, from day one. Yeah, you guys have been since the driving Star to force. Sun uh, evolved. Fifth, so. we're on our fifth drummer and our second bass. Player. Oh my god, it's a Spinal Tap movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> keep blowing up. <laughs> I don't know what happens. <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, Rob, I've known uh, known you now for quite a while, and I knew that you were always very prolific in writing and everything else like that. But uh, reading your bio. Uh, I want to talk about the writing process for the band, but you guys put it in there, and it started on strives to invoke their purest feelings and emotions in all of their songs. In doing that, and I, and I can attest that I agree that you guys do that. You can see that there's something special happening here. But does it become exhausting in that writing process to constantly pour everything in like that? I mean, you ever you ever go go like, well, it's dry now. I can't do it. Got come back in like a week. I mean, what's the writing process like that for you happens. guys? <laughs> I think more more times we start working on a song, and then I come back, and the song's not done, and I go, I wrote all the lyrics. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's interesting when we're like ready to can it, and uh, Rob comes back and says, I got full lyrics. So it's, it's a push and pull type thing. There's times where we hit a dry spell, and it's just like, and I'm sure every uh, musician hits that. It's, you know, you don't feel... Uh, creative or whatever, but then it just you know, it's weird. The 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 coolest things come up when you first plug in your guitar at practice and just start noodling around, and then someone goes, "What's that?" You know, and it's and then you just kind of evolve off that. Do, does the music usually come first, or lyrics, or, or vice versa, or does it con- or does it flip back and forth? I I think it, it. I think a lot of times, like a riff, will inspire where I'm going, writing wise. So I'll know where, what I want to write about. But you know, sometimes I I like walk in with full things. But I, a lot of times I have to edit things down because they're like we, we haven't even structured it yet, and you've already said this is the verse, this is the chorus, this is we're doing this five times and this two times, and you know, so I I I have to edit myself sometimes. Yeah, we usually have to explain to Rob now. Don't go home and write a bunch of full lyrics for a full song yet. Because it will change. <laughs> and then when he comes in and says, I wrote the lyrics, it's like, all right, let's try it out. Uh-huh. And just understand it may get cut. It may get, you know, we might throw another part in there. But, uh, you know, myself, Rob, and, and Dan, our bass player, it, we, we collaborate really well. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really there is no set rule. It's if someone has a cool riff, we, we work on it, to, and then Dan might finish it up with a different riff, and we piece it together. Rob's got lyrics on hand by by any chance or something in his book where he'll take it home and say, hey, I got lyrics. Uh, Rob's newest thing now is he's he's in the digital times now. He has his phone, he hums and, ah, and sings okay. lyrics, and then he plays it for us. And we actually started working on some, some riffs that Rob hummed and came up with. And then, you know, of course, we put our touch on it, and it might change a little bit, or we change it up, or we do something different. He'll say, actually, I like that better. And um, So it's it's really no set process. Gotcha. And this gotcha. way I can not bombard them with like 30 ideas at one time. <laughs> yeah. Because I do have like 30 ideas at one time. Especially when the car window's down, you hear the wind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, boom, boom, boom. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, with, with the song that we played, uh, you guys are working on a new record, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, tell me a little bit about it. You know, cause, and when's, when's, the, when's the last record you guys had out? Ooh, we have Sam Sarah was the last record, and that had to have been, oh, I guess maybe like around 2003, maybe wow, 2004. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, 10 years then, okay. Yeah, it's been 10 years, but, you know, we, 
we you know we actually did take a little break you know family mm-hmm. personal stuff you sure. know everybody kind of went their own way for a little bit not the band was never broken up it's just that we needed to kind of separate to grow yeah a little recharging gotcha. yeah a little personal growth and um you know then uh you know and then when we got back together again we started writing and it all just all fell into place and uh we wrote three songs and we recorded them then we wrote another three songs and we recorded them and now like we have a bazillion ideas we're working on so i you know i anticipate you know we're going to go back in the studio we'll probably cut another three songs and then it'll probably be like a, a nine song CD. nine song CD. Yeah. Do you, do you, what's any working titles? Any anything? Well, I changed us? that changes by the Rob weather. Just changed it five minutes ago. <laughs> I've uh, yeah. Um, originally, uh, the original first title was going to be the Phoenix because with the whole thing with my cancer, like rising yeah. up, uh, you know, the the Phoenix rises over the ashes. Then you know when we got into the next three songs, I was like. Well, why don't we call it like the fine art of the slow decay? And now, <laughs> now this week I'm like I want to call it Shanti. So okay, so okay, it, so it's, just check back a little later on. It, you know yeah, what? It won't when be. It, it won't be Shanti. <laughs> it, it might. It might. No, no. Now we're gonna have a fight. <laughs> okay, everybody, break, go. Yeah. Um, what do you you know for all the time that you guys have been making music and putting it out there? What what do you want people to get from your music when they listen to it? What do you want? This is for both of you. Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, just people to enjoy it. I mean, I you know I, I think when we went on our little hiatus, I think it started becoming like uh, almost like work, like a job. And when it does that, it doesn't. It's not fun anymore, and it's not. Um, enjoyable i think uh that's why everybody kind of took their break a little bit and went on on a hiatus but when we got back together it was it was something fun something we enjoyed it was something deep down that we uh enjoy doing we enjoy writing music we enjoy going to the studio we enjoy playing out um so i, I think it's i think i want people to get the same thing out of it enjoyment uh, you know uh you know good music uh you know um Pretty much that's, I mean, you know, everybody to enjoy kind of what we enjoy. You know, we enjoy doing it. We want people to enjoy hearing it. My answer to that question, I'll tell you a little story. Okay. One. Do we have time for this? Yeah, I think it's a really quick story. It's It's a really quick story. We're good. I was listening to one of our CDs. Okay. And a guy came up to me and he says, how can you listen to your own music? You must be very egotistical that you could sit there and listen to your own music. And I said, no, you don't understand. I said, we recorded the record that I want to listen to. You know, I made a record. It's not just for me, but as a fan of music, as much as a musician, you, yeah, you want everybody to love the music and enjoy it and embrace it. But you also have to do that, too, because if you're not writing music that you love, then you're kind of a hypocrite. Yeah. Yep. So I I wrote lyrics and and we wrote music that was the soundtrack of my life, you know, and it's like and that's what it's all about. So, yeah, I'm going to listen to my stuff because I'm writing the record that I can't go to some store and buy because I don't have to because I already have it. Gotcha. That's both great answers. Both great answers. In 20 years of playing, 
uh, you know, all your different live shows and everything. What's the, and once again, both of you, okay, what's the craziest thing you've ever seen at one of your shows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, two of the stories we could tell you on that. We don't have time for all of those. I, 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 the, the one that sticks out the best in my mind is when the guy came up and uh, <laughs> <laughs> said you were the devil. <laughs> that was when we had when they had a legs contest and people started lifting up their shirts. <laughs> guy came up to me. I was at the bar, and um, he told me that I was Jim Morrison and that he was God and he brought me back from dead and that um, I was going to go to jail and I was going to die and his brother Satan had a place for me reserved in hell. So I really did, I was really a little uh, upset and off balance that night. I did, I was like, guys, you can't leave. You have to stay. Then, of course, there was the, the gig in Cowtown, which is always a, a good a good treat. We uh, had our, one of our old drummers <clears throat> set up a gig in, in uh, Carlisle, Pennsylvania. And Harris, if you're listening, this is, uh, this, <laughs> he'll, he'll enjoy the story. And uh, we drove up there, and we had a major show actually here, yeah, uh, showcasing Dobbs. for for someone local, and uh, the drummer refused to do that gig unless we did the gig up in Carlisle. Okay, so we gave in. We said, "All right, fine," because it was supposed to be like Woodstock. Everybody was supposed to be there. Uh, so uh, we, we went up there, and it was uh, it was it was an adventure. I, and um, I, I called it dead stock. Yeah, because it was I dead said stock. if there was a lot of people there, they were all buried under the ground. Yeah, I, no one was there but the cows. They told us, "Oh, they're out in the forest. They're out in the in the fields, you know, watching so the stars." You're playing to druids, okay? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So we drove to Carlisle in Cowtown and played the cows. So that was, uh, but a lot of stuff happened during that. You know, the drummer got a little uh, fucked up, and and uh, that was a, a funny thing, and you know, because he he very rarely does that. And it was almost like one of those uh, like Animal House things. We took him home and laid him up against the door. <laughs> and uh, his mother opened the door, and he just ran in. And she's like, what's wrong? And we're like, all right, see you tomorrow morning. <laughs> and took off. So, uh, like, yeah, like in Animal House good. when they leave the person, the girl in the, in the, in the shopping cart? Yes. That's yes. exactly what we did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it did. I mean, there's, you know. I guess the other story that sticks out to me is, is you know, anybody who's seen our shows knows I use a megaphone on stage. And that's like been our staple mark from almost the very beginning. Your um, staple mark. Well, my staple mark, whatever. <laughs> it's the band's staple mark. Um, but anyway, the point is we had a drummer at that time, and there was like a homeless guy walking down the street. So if you take the <laughs> megaphone and you put it down on the ground and turn it on, it fe it's feedback. Yeah. So he kept yelling to the guy that he was setting an alarm off. And kept telling him, dude, you have to back up. You have to back up. And, you, you know, you, on this, you can't really get the visual of it. But this guy could, was was like hobbly kind of the way he walked. And he was walking backwards. And every time he started walking forward, he'd turn on and go, Beep! and he'd be like, dude, go. We got him to go about a block and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. Why don't, we, uh, why don't we take a break and listen to another song? Uh, what are we going to play for everybody? Well, why don't you pick? Uh, I I particularly like Wave on the on the new CD. Uh, it's just something that was a little different uh, in our writing criteria, and it was a little. Uh, it's very heavy, so uh, I, that's my my thing. So uh, 
you know, that's my favorite song. It was something, a riff that I came up with, and we even tuned down a little even further than what we normally tune down to, to bring it down even deeper. So, And oh. we've embraced the diversity of the... He likes things a little heavier yes. than I do. So. <laughs> Just music, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. This is Wave by Star to Sun.
All right, that was Wave by Star of Sun. Guys, what's the best place for people to keep in touch with the band, find out what's going on? Mention your Facebook, right? Yeah, right, right. now Facebook, but okay. we will have a Twitter account soon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 what's the address <laughs> for Facebook? Facebook.com yeah, slash? Uh, um, you can get a hold of me. Well, um, we all have Facebook accounts ourselves. Like, um, like, But if you go to like kismet at earthlink.net, uh-huh. that's like a direct line right to me. If you put Star to Sun in on Facebook... You'll find it come up right Yeah, you'll up. find yeah. it if you put Star to Sun in Facebook. Uh, you'll definitely And Twitter coming up. soon. Twitter coming soon. <laughs> okay. Yeah, tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Yesterday. <laughs> yeah. you know, I want to talk to you guys about the longevity of the band. Uh, what, do you, what do you credit the longevity thus far? I mean, it's 20 years. A lot of bands don't make it, you know, two days. Okay, let's face it, you know. Uh, but what, what do you think is the, the key to your longevity that for, to, you know, that's led you to now and it's going to take you further? We went through a lot of, uh, obviously we went through a lot of people in the band. Rob and I have always managed to stay together. I think it's just because of our personalities just kind of mesh. Um, and then we've found people that have similarities in, our, in, in personalities, and we've just meshed. And there's there's not a lot of arguing at all. I mean, uh, you know, we may, we do have our disagreances, uh, but there's never, uh, like, bands I used to be in before, uh, the guitar player and the drummer will be rolling around on the fr- on the ground, literally punching each other, fighting. <laughs> and uh, I've always been kind of the referee. In every band I've been, I've been kind of like the uh, the laid back guy and the the referee and the uh, silent leader. Yeah. So, but I, I never really had to do a lot of that here because we all are all level headed, and uh, you know we kind of filled the, the final piece with Frank, our drummer, and uh, he's the same way. So we're all kind of. Uh, I, I contributed to that. I mean, I think it's just because Rob and I kind of held it together the whole time I, for 20 years. We've went through some uh, member changes, and, and I Dan, never borrowed Dan's money from for, you. Yeah, and you never borrowed money from me, so that's a, that's a very important. Don't borrow money uh, from kids. Your band don't borrow money from your friends. <laughs> it ruins your friendship. Yeah, and then Dan, our bass player, he's very laid back. So, <clears throat> you know, the three of us have been together for at least what 15 years. Yeah, and I have to say that, like, um, from the time it started to as the members change um we approached writing differently like in the beginning we used to just jam and then listen to a cassette tape back because you know we're talking about 20 years ago um and then find go onto wikipedia and look up cassette tape (laughs) yeah (laughs) and we used to you know we used to you know go oh that riff was really cool and then go back and work things from there but we when when Dan Dan McManus is our bass player and when he came in you know he wasn't that that wasn't the way he writes you know mm-hmm. he would rather sit and just like come up with a riff and 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 kind of structure it off of that so it really kind of changed the way we were writing it's not that the other way was a bad way yeah. no one way is right or wrong if you're writing a great song you're writing a great song but um the fact that we were able to adapt to change. I think we've done that all the way along the line, you know. We've we were always, you know, different personalities, you know, and and you have to find ways to find the common denominator mm-hmm. in your personality. Yeah, how it's all going to work together. Like you find finding those common things that bind you together and strengthen those. Right. We had a drummer that used to call you at like six o'clock in the morning when he was having coffee, and you know none of us were really happy. <laughs> Let's about bounce an that. idea off, you yeah. guys. Hey, everybody! <laughs> wow, wow. Um, 
in the 20 years that you guys have been doing this, and I know we're harping on it, but yeah, it's, it's not often you get an opportunity to talk to a band that's had such a long career. Uh, what do you what do you think the biggest change has been from when you know musically in the business from the time that you started to now for local bands? Wow. <laughs> well, you know it's funny. When we used. To, I know I said it wasn't going to be sixty minutes, but everyone's going to sneak it's, one in. Uh, yeah. When when we when <laughs> we used to play the cell block, which was like Oof. twenty years ago. Google the cell block. Go- yeah. Google the cell block. What we did was like you'd, you'd see it was a transition time like actually um i remember announcing on stage that kurt cobain w- had died mm-hmm. you know i played we played that night you know that of his death but um it was weird because like it was like the changing of the guards and i tell people this because you had bands that were like hair metal bands and that was kind of fading away and you had these grungy artists that were kind of on the rise and but they were sharing stage you know it was like this and it was like you were watching two worlds and and it was kind of cool and and I still see that to now but I don't think there's it, the industry is as genre structured as it was then gotcha gotcha Jay what about you I think the venues have changed a lot it's just uh, back then like Rob said, there was uh, the cell block. There was just places. It wasn't like you had to go just to the city. Um, yes. There, were, there was venues outside the city. Now it seems like it's more or less in the city and trying to get people out uh, to the city. You know, people just uh, aren't very crazy about coming down. But, you know, you know, we're try- we found places outside the city we're, we're, we're doing gigs in. But, I mean, my thing was it's just venues have changed. And, um you know, and the bands have definitely changed. You know, uh, obviously with the times and and with the with the genre and and stuff like that. Like I said, we were, you know, early '90s. We were coming out of the whole the whole glam thing, and the grunge thing started taking over, which was that's where my I started really liking the scene because it was the heavier stuff and yeah, you know, your Alice in Chains, your Stone, your uh, Stone Temple Pilots, your Soundgarden. Uh, you know. I'm like a Sabbath guy, so it was like, oh man, this is great. You know, I don't have to play in a glam band no more. <laughs> I could play in this. No so. more Aquanet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I mean, to me, that's it's the venues have have changed a bit, uh, quite a bit. It's, and, it's, and and we're doing a um, a reunion show of sorts next yes. month, yeah. May 16th. We're playing at the Savoy. Um, it's it. They're calling it the Bonnie's Rocks reunion, but it's. It's the cell block. It's it's all those clubs, the Middle East, all the all yeah, those wow. clubs that um, I used to love to play there. Yeah, but um, With the Middle East. Yeah, yeah, that but was where the the, the that's the megaphone thing. story <laughs> came from, and the, and the ba- another the bass player getting stuck in the elevator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> panic. Um, but anyway, so we're playing there. We're playing with uh, John Karabi, who mm-hmm. who was in Motley Crue. You know. Yeah. Um, so this Bonnie's Rocks reunion, it's it's going to be all weekend, and it's like thirty bands, like, um, from the last twenty years, from twenty years ago, and they're, or they're, longer, or longer, okay. and they're yeah. and they're, there's bands that are Back reuniting. From the I, I think it's Empire. always funny though yeah. because when we yeah. when we play these we never went away so yeah it's yeah like, so like reunion what what the hell are you talking about yeah. we've been here thank thank it's God a reunion you seeing up. people we haven't seen for a while <laughs> yeah. yeah and that's the other things you don't see too many all age shows anymore like back in the day true true uh, which was I mean obviously when I was underage it was cool you know I don't know what I mean I don't think you'd be seeing too many people underage kids coming 
these days because of the type of music that you know younger kids are into. But you well, know. sure, they you know someone's putting it into a nice little bow out. for them. So yep. you know it's so. not not like it used to be. Um, looking back over your career, and, and we're going to wrap it up with this one. Uh, but what's the fondest memory you guys have ever had individually? Okay, Rob. I'll let you go first. Wow. All right. <laughs> talked um, about the crazy. Let's find out. What, what's, like, your fondest one where you just go, man, that was just fucking great, you know? Uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it it's difficult because there, there are different moments. Like, to me, like, I like playing out live, but, you know, if I really master a song and we get it down and it, like, captures everything, like, we... We went to a studio. Um, the guys from the band Get the Let Out used to own a studio, and I was friends with them because me and the singer used to date the same girls. So, anyway, um, <laughs> we had a lot in common. So, Comparing anyway, notes later. <laughs> yeah, but the the point is, it's like they had a Mellotron there and a Leslie. So we recorded this one song called Grove, and. We were able to put a, my vocals through a Leslie cabinet and use a Mellotron as, as backing sound in it. And to me, it was like, that's perfection because it's like how I envisioned it, you know, and I was able to make that happen, you know, with yeah. the help of other people. That song actually became what I, you know, a lot of times people are like, ah, you know, I, I, I thought it was going to sound like this. And it sounds good, but it doesn't sound like I wanted it to sound like. But this was actually everything I dreamed it would be. Mm -hmm. So, like to me, that's that's where it is. You know. Um, yeah. No, I, that's that's great. A different person would tell you it's a live show, but yeah, well, to me, you know, it's studio. That's why? That's why it's you know what everybody yeah. gets out of it. Jay, what about you? Well, I'll be that different person. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I got a couple. I mean, the, definitely the studio recording with those guys was was awesome because it was just the, the atmosphere was great. Um, that I mean, I got a couple of them. Uh, one of them was most recent was opening up for uh, Tom Kiefer oh, here yeah. at Dobbs with a sea of people. I mean, a, a packed club. Anytime you play in a, a, at a club with a packed club is is the greatest feeling. Being up on stage. And uh, and seeing a, a packed club instead of ten people in there, you yeah, know what I mean? Because yeah. you know we've all seen that, you know, sometime or another. But uh, that was a, a great moment. And then another time was at the Cell Block, believe it or not, right before it burnt down. Uh, one of our first shows, is Star to Sun, opened up for Trickster, Trickster, believe it or not. And we opened for Dirty Looks <clears throat> there as that, well. That's right. And that one also. I mean, it was just a, a sea of people. It was packed, and it was just that was great feeling. You know, another thing about that Kiefer gig. Um, a lot of the people that come to came to the Kiefer gig were are fans of that genre of music. Yeah, right. And sometimes people like to stay in their box, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like yeah. I don't like I don't like grunge because I like hair metal and I don't. But the thing was, there were a lot of people that I knew from clubs that had never seen me play, and I've been doing this for twenty years, and they'd never seen me play. And I went out on stage, and we had an amazing night. And it was like we blew the doors down. And these people, we blew their minds away because they didn't know what I did. And it was very uh, fulfilling for me in mm -hmm. that to say, see, you should have come to a show 10 years ago. 
You <laughs> you enjoyed it. You should have come out ten years ago. Here ten years ago. Look at what you could have had. <laughs> yes, your loss, not mine. No, no. Um, no, I trust me. I get that. Uh, I want to thank you guys for taking time to do the interview. I really appreciate it. It's been fun talking with you. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, thank you. Great. Thank you. you know, cool. Everybody out there, my guests have been um, Rob Templeton and Jay Herb from uh, Star to Sun. You definitely want to make sure that you uh, don't wait, wait. Don't wait another twenty years to come see this band. Come out and see them now, okay? And uh, go to their Facebook page. Make sure you look for that and their Twitter account, yep. which will be up tomorrow. Twitter. Yeah, tomorrow. Uh, well, <laughs> it'll be it'll be Monday, but well, you know, it'll be there, people. By the time you hear this, keep uh, looking. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it'll be there. And uh, you know, keep checking back for them for updates on the new record when that's going to come out. Are you shooting for like maybe midsummer, fall, somewhere in there? Well, I think hopefully you know. I won't hold you to it, but just like let's yeah, I'd say fall because fall? I because I think like we're we'll probably take July and and knock down some uh, make some killer new songs and pick the ones that we want to go in and and do, and then we'll put like a nine a nine CD. Um, we've done. You know, we we never have the same amount of songs on a CD. Ah, so. you don't have to nowadays. That's great. You know, make, I don't want to. I don't want to know. Typeset us like, oh, they always do ten songs <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, by the time it comes out, it could be a double album. That's I right. understand if you're <laughs> the way you write. Let's face it, you write a lot, man. Which is great. Which is great. Absolutely. Um, like I said, I want to thank you both for coming in and taking thank the time. Thank you for having us. Yeah, so it's been a long time wanting to do this, so I'm glad we are able to finally do it. Uh, everybody out there, the, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands. Everybody else in the room who's with Unclaimed Bands, and not Fritz, they got Mike, Joe, and Rock on the board. Uh, until next time, everybody, keep uh, tuning back in for uh, more great bands and more great music. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks. Yep. The statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of the unclaimed band, its parent company, or subsidiaries. <laughs>